0: Hi, my name is Super Malcolm and welcome to the Super Steps Academy podcast for dancers and dance teachers who want to expand in every area of their profession, grow their dance skills and learn to live off their passion. I'm glad you're here and this is another episode aiming to help you become a better version of yourself and make your footprint stand out. In this podcast, my guest Bax is going to share with you how you can become a full-time dancer. He's going to share with you how he went from being an engineer to becoming a dancer, living off his passion. He's also going to share with you some on tap avenue that you can use as a dancer or dance teacher to found some of your dance project. So without further ado, let me welcome Bagsy. Welcome Bagsy. What's up? <laughs> I want to thank you first of all, because I know you're a busy man. Tell us more about who you are for the people that actually don't know you.
1: Okay. Oh, um... Where should I start? Let's just keep it simple. Um, I'm Bagsy. I'm from South London. I'm a dancer. I'm a teacher, uh, events organizer. I'm more commonly known uh, for teaching and uh, competing in whacking, whacking dance style, but I also do a lot of focus on locking and house dance.
0: Okay, so you're kind that's of an true. overall. Dancer. Yeah, I'm
1: overall, that's show. T- so I don't know how deep you want to go. I can go to my history, but I think it's about
0: <laughs> <laughs> as much. Actually, I do want to touch on the history because by knowing you, I know that you also are. you're coming from an engineer background, yeah, if I'm correct. Right, yeah. So you have like an engineer degree? Is, is yeah, that right? I have two, two. I have two engineer degrees, like Nigerians do. <laughs> <laughs> How, how did you move? What was the transition from you going from being an engineer, being trained as an engineer and then becoming a dancer because it's completely two different yeah, spectrum. So what, what happened? What made you go into the dance world? Yeah,
1: I mean, engineering has always been part like of my life because for me, it was like a, a way to be creative. Um, I just didn't know what other avenues to explore at the time I was studying. So I like science, I like technology, I like to create, and I thought engineering was the greatest way for me to do this. And I was pretty good at it. So after getting my degrees in aeronautical engineering, I moved on to work for Rolls Royce, build and design some uh, aircraft engines for uh, fighter jets and commercial airliners, which was cool. It was really cool in its own way, but I I was really fidgety. A lot Mm -hmm. of it, the work was based behind a computer, um, was based in house, um, based within the facilities there. So I wasn't as mobile or as active as I would have liked to have been. And I think I've always had quite an active lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, during my time studying, I, I kind of not discovered it, but I really went deep into street dance and, um, Obviously, watching certain DVDs and documentaries on street dance culture in the world, uh, especially justin mm-hmm. was which was has the most profound effect on me. Uh, I kind of just uh, went deeper with it and really found that I really enjoyed this and and uh, was like a calling. So it, it was almost like a a natural progression from mm-hmm. doing what I did academically you know you know nigerians always have to do something academic and strong and have that, plan, have that plan, <laughs> concrete. So if i want to be a dancer basketball player football player but that fails <laughs> ah, i could be engineer it's okay you go back go back to that, to that. Yeah. so i had that as a really solid foundation but dancing was always uh, uh an avenue i could explore uh, my other side of creativity so i like to to teach. I like to be around people a lot. Um, I I love kids. I love teaching children. I love seeing their growth. I like to inspire. And I thought, you know, dancing was the best route for me to take. So yeah, from then on, it was uh, trying to push and progress myself in the field of uh, street dance and social dances. Yeah.
0: Right. And did you actually leave the engineer side of things or are you still in it while you are doing everything you know in a dance in a dance world no
1: once i stepped out of uh, Roseways, i literally left it i left it completely um it was there as a fallback you know um at the time because i still wasn't too sure whether this was the right thing for me to do. Um, i was still very mm-hmm. into and very interested and, and I love engineering, but I wasn't too sure whether dancing was something I, I should pursue. Um, so what I did was, um, I stepped out of the serious engineering world, mm-hmm. um, that was based in the UK and I left the country and I kind of took my sciences and my, uh, love of maths, uh, to Japan and I kind of, I to to teach in schools and colleges, uh, maths uh, and English at the same time. And then at a certain point, I used to teach uh, Japanese. Um, obviously, okay. choosing Japan was purely because of the dance. I wanted to be around the Japanese and uh, and learn about their culture and learn about their dance uh, etiquette.
0: You said that you left a job that's actually a security. Some You had some kind of good security. And I'm guessing right. when it comes to finances, it was quite good. You know, mm-hmm. engineer, Royce Royce, those two words just just say kitchen, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. So <laughs> coming from the, this, this this kind of background of, you know, um, I'm guessing with the Nigerian family as well, they want you to be, to have that kind of job, to stay with that kind of job because in the long term, that's, what's gonna help you, but what would you say to people, because I'm guessing some of the listeners gonna be in a situation having a good job, having a good situation, but still wanting to dance, what what would you give as advice to those people that really want to cross over and are actually scared to well, do I, it? Because it's a it's a risky mm, thing.
1: It's very it is very risky, but I have to be very clear is that even though I left Rolls Royce, I didn't leave uh full time working employment. I was still okay. working. Um, I always say, you know, you, you, you have to do what you have to do to get paid, to find security so that you can fund your dancing. I needed so that I could support my, my passion. Um, it, it wasn't a very, at the time I wasn't thinking that just to stop working and just do dance. Uh, straight off the bat, mm-hmm. um, it just wouldn't work. It wasn't, it wasn't plausible and I didn't think it was sensible. So I had to organize myself so that whatever it is I'm doing work wise was enough to fund myself, uh, my living costs, but also fund my dancing, whether it would be to take classes, whether it would be to travel and, and enter competitions or, or whether it would be to seek out. Uh, specific teachers and, and, and go to their classes or, or take privates. You know, I do what I needed to do to fund my passion. You you You'd always have to be really sensible about the choices you make when it comes to employment. You know, you must always mm-hmm. set yourself a good foundation so that you have funding, you have money, you can eat at the end of Hey, you can't pay off your yeah. bills, you know? And then you just have to be disciplined and, and put aside money that you want to fund your passion, you know, not just dance, it could be anything in, in, in performing arts because, you know, just being a dancer is really hard. It's very difficult Definitely. to just be a dancer and to fund yourself. So you have to start somewhere, you know, and, and you know, take your time on this journey, build up the funds you need and use that to do whatever you want to do uh, in your dance. So if anybody has any issues about, you know, oh, I really want to focus on my dancing. I really want to get better. I want to train. I want to travel. I want to battle, but my job is holding me back. No, it's, it's, it's not holding you back. What is you're doing is you're creating enough options for you to do more of your passion in the future. I think right. many people right. want to, to do it now. They, they, they want, they want the now instead of wanting the goal, but the goal could just be five, six years down the line, but they want the now. So yeah, they, you know, many people will want to just stop whatever it is they're doing and say, you know what, boom, I'm going to stop. I'm going to take this risk. I'm just going to go. And I'm gonna do this dance, and you know, and that's great. You know, you have to take risks at some point, but you should take calculated risks. There's nothing wrong yeah. in that's what smart and and assessing your risk because the worst thing for a dancer is to resent your dancing because you're starting to dance for a living or dance to live instead of for your dance. Right? You know, you you're just scrounging and scratching for all kinds of dance work or dance opportunities so that you can pay your rent so that you can eat. And then you start to hate the dance because it just becomes about work. So why not get rid of that and just work to pay off all those other things, become stress free, and then you can focus on your dance and really grow and really grow in it. It doesn't always work for everyone, but it is definitely a route majority of, you know, I think up and coming artists should consider um, in terms, if they want longevity in their dance, if they wanna progress, they really should focus about setting a really good foundation for themselves so that they just have peace of mind you know, you can sleep well at night. Oh, I don't have to worry about food. Yeah. I don't have to worry about rent. I have to worry about transport, you know, especially in London, you know, or anywhere in the world where, you know, cost of living is high, you know, very it's high. very high, but you have to cover all of that so that you can then, okay, that's, that's done. Now I can comfortably dance. Now I can go and train, you know, now I can do the things that I love to do without, you know, without stress.
0: I I definitely agree with that. I think coming from my experience, my mistake was when I first started dancing, I literally stopped working completely. I mean, actually I got fired. (laughs) I got fired. And then, but after that, what happened is I just wanted to jump from that, which was a full-time job to become a full-time dancer, which actually didn't really happen like that. And I went through so many phases when I was literally completely broke. And I was like, well, I don't understand because I have the talent And uh, and yes, it it took me a long time really to build myself up and be becoming full time and living off dancing. But I guess what it's a good advice because what people don't realize is that it's not going to happen overnight. Even if you love it, even if it looks cool and people want to get into it, but it's not going to happen overnight, and you need to put the work in it before. Starting getting some reaping some result, yeah. You know,
1: I mean, can uh, I just like, can I just add it. this? Like, um, you know, you said something really like interesting there is like there are certain dancers out there who are fantastic, you know, who've been to dance colleges, who've got their degree, who've studied hard, who've trained hard, you know, who've put the work in during their time of study and, and training. And then when they get to the real world, they start to hate themselves or, or hate that because mm-hmm. they're not getting the auditions. They're not getting the work. yeah, You know, they're not getting those jobs. It's not coming easily. And you know, people start to question themselves. Why is it not happening to me? Why is it, why am I not getting this work? I've worked so hard to get to this stage. I've done so well. Look at my records look at my skills. Why is person next to me getting more work than me? And it's, it's because I find a lot of the times people want it now and yeah, not, that's what, not willing yeah. to take their time and just build, 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 build their situation first, you know, and really grasp the fact that in the real world, it's, so much more harder to to get dance work especially if, if you're in a country like you know the UK where you know s- street dance work isn't as abundant as it would be in LA for example it's very very difficult but you know I mean what I was gonna say is that at the same time you know it really is about making sure that you know you keep your dance and your funding elements separate as much as possible. Get the money, get the funding, set yourself up and then focus on, on your, on your dancing.
0: Yeah. Okay. So in terms of now, in terms of your situation as a dancer, because you mentioned that you were kind of working full time and then part time you were doing some stuff and you're doing some dancing as well. Now, what is the situation with you? Are you still working full time? and still dancing part-time or is kind of the overrated? Now what's the situation? um,
1: I'm working as a dancer full-time. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it's taken, this is my one. This would be, this would be the beginning of my second year as a full-time dancer. So it's quite recent that I've became a full-time dancer, uh, left my job in 2016 and, uh, set up the funds that i had just to help me along the way and uh embarked upon finding work but it was more about you know creating work for myself not uh waiting for work to come to me i had to really 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 be proactive to get the work um that i needed so that i could sustain myself as a full-time dancer yeah
0: okay and how long for the listeners for those people the people that actually saying that, you know, we were talking about happening overnight. How long did it take you from the time you started dancing and the time you went full time?
1: Ah, uh, you know what? Um, for me specifically, it took a while. It could have been, it could have been done in a lot, a lot sooner, a lot, lot sooner, but it took me 10 years. I mean, it took, it took a while. It, it, It's different for different people depending on how you set yourself up, depending on your level of skill, your level of ability. But do you know what? With anything like in in life, whatever product, for example, that you have, whatever services you are offering, it's your marketing. It's how you present yourself. It's how you put yourself out there. It's how proactive you are. It's how much you reap. If you do put the effort in to put yourself out there to get the work, you you will receive the benefits. I find a lot of the times some dancers will wait on, use their skill how can I say, depend on their dancing ability mainly and hope and expect work to come to them, that they will just, just come to them because, you know, they've got a video up on YouTube or or social media is blowing up or whatever, but they just sit back and wait. It's not, I find that it doesn't, it doesn't work like that for me. It may work for certain people. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone's different. Everybody has different, uh, social status, but, I think for the majority of us, you'd have to be proactive. You have to market yourself so that you get the work that you want. Because you know, you know, the whole thing, like, you know, you see a dancer who's like, shit, not really good at all, but it yeah. reams and yeah. reams of work.
0: Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> What's this world coming to Why is this happening? Why is this happening? You know? And then You're expecting mm-hmm. this person who's got the most amazing amount of skill and, and technique and and battle etiquette and strength and and they're not getting very much work. Man, it's just right. yeah, why? Why, right. why? Why is that? It's just because it's simply down to your promotion, down to your 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 marketing. You have to re- really put yeah. yourself out
0: there. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. Is I think this. Market is, is really open. It's open for everybody, whether you're good or whether you're bad. And unfortunately, even if you're really bad, <laughs> there, is a, there, is, there is a space for you. And a lot of the time it comes down to that. It comes down to the fact that you're going to get people out there that are not really that good and they get all the jobs. And you need to ask yourself, how did they do that? How did they manage to you know get themselves out there and for you to push yourself hone your, your skills, keep on honing your skills and work on your marketing skills as well to, to put yourself out there because, yeah, it's not really going to happen like that. And do you think with the raise of social media now, it, it's actually easier to get in front of the right people? This,
1: yes. I think social media has, is it's a double-edged sword, um, social media. Um, it definitely has a lot of strengths, a lot of ability to aid and promote dancers worldwide and obviously put you in front of various platforms and various potential clients who'd be interested in not just your work, but also in you as, um, as, as a person, it's just another marketing tool that, you know, a lot of us don't really know how to, to use. And I think it should be really prevalent in, in schools and dance colleges and performance art schools to educate dancers, how to market themselves and even more Mm -hmm. so how to use social media to get work, to promote yourself, to, to build your clientele base, whatever it is you need to do further your Mm -hmm. career. I think more education should be, uh, based around that because, you know, I think uh, there's so many dancers out there who have the most amazing ability, amazing content. Their dancing, their mm-hmm. knowledge, they, they have that it's done, but majority of them just, just rely on that. And I've, if That's it. we had greater knowledge in the social media aspect. And I'm not just talking about Facebook. I'm talking about things like emailing, just, you know, knowing how to, to email using things like LinkedIn, Twitter. There's so many social media avenues out there building your own website, whatever it is that you need to mm-hmm. do to showcase you, your work, your CV, your credentials, whatever, and then find work and then build from that. Because literally it's not what you know, it literally is who you know. You to build those contacts through whatever marketing avenue that's present to you. Uh, in, in in our society today,
0: that is that is so much on point, and I'm happy you said it. I'm happy you said it because that's this is exactly what it is. is It's not necessarily what you know, but it's who you know. It comes down yeah. to networking, and you know, getting to know the right people, and they you know they will take you to they, yeah. they will take you places, and you get to to do things. And the more people see you, the more people want to get. I mean, that's the way it is. Okay, who is this guy? Can I yeah. keep on seeing. And they gonna start, you know, searching for you. So the more people want to see you, the more people, the people that don't know you want to find out yep. who you are, you know. And then essentially your skills that's been hidden is going to show to more people because, you know, you're consistently out there, you're consistently out there. But before gain, I would say, quote, fame, you need to put on the work, you know. And I think a lot of people rely on their skills only to get work and it doesn't necessarily happen like that I mean, I was going to say
1: that there are like... There are certain people who that would work for, mm-hmm. but we're talking about 1%, 2% of the street dance or just dancing community who, who can do that. But I think the other 98% are expecting that to happen to them as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. There are absolutely. there are the big whales out there who are killing the scene wherever it is they're doing. Whether it's choreography, whether it's battling, whether it's video concepts and showcasing, they're killing it, killing it, killing it, killing it. So they can be the whales where they'll just be seen. You don't they don't have to go fishing. You know, they, they just mm-hmm. open the mouth and the fish will just swim in. You know, there are those <laughs> there are those who have that ability. It's amazing for them, but somebody like me, I'm not a whale. I'm more like a, a shark. I go hunting. Yeah. I have to seek out the best hunting territory, the hunting grounds. I have to understand the flow of the current. I have to learn how to swim in certain waters so that I can catch my prey, but I'm a shark I'm resilient and I'm, I'm still able to get what I want to get because you know, I'm using the my my skills around my dancing to catch my fish, if you know what I mean. I love this fish that <laughs> come out of nowhere right now. <laughs>
0: I like the fish and shark analogy. <laughs> but I, think it, I think it's good. It's good to say that because a lot of people also think that because you have to be the best to get jobs, but it doesn't actually work like that, you know. So for anybody out there that's not necessarily, uh, you know, you're not on top of your game or you're not the best in your game, you still can get job out there, yes. you know. So you shouldn't get disappointed or you shouldn't feel bad or should feel sad about the fact that you're not the best, you know, you're probably going to get to that point where, you know, everybody kind of know you, but even if people don't know you, even if you're not the best in your, in the category that you do, in the style that you do, you can still get jobs and you can still live, you know, off dancing. So yeah, I don't want people to think that there's no way that it's going to happen for them because they're not on that level. They're not on the level of the best one that everybody sees. I was like, I mean, I,
1: I, you know, I was just like, you know, there's so many amazing dancers out there. How on earth can I ever mm. get to that stage? I'm thinking it's impossible. I'm never going to reach, you know, God level battle techniques of the, the French and Japanese dancers. But you know, yeah, you have to stop striving to be like somebody else focus mm-hmm. on what it is you can do because everybody has the ability to do great things in their art form. We have, to, it's just, it's, it's because of social, this is why I say social media is a double edged sword. It's because of social media glorifying and putting dancers on a pedestal because they have so-and-so hundred thousand followers and hundred thousand likes and views that other dancers mm-hmm. will instinctively subliminally think, Oh man, you know, I need to be like them so I can get right. that amount of attention. And if I get that attention, therefore I can get work. Therefore I can be yeah. successful. And then we forget to just do us we forget to just be ourselves Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: you know nobody wants any you know carbon copies of other dancers you know to some extent you know cool great you can dance like maybe an an og from back in the day and you're like the, the newer version whatever but i i strongly do feel that style and 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 the dance comes from individual personality like ourselves.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it, it's really, yeah. really
1: important to like, you know, social media is great for marketing, for research, maybe for learning about what's happening in the scene, what dancers are out there, where the teachers are at, etc., etc. But it can also be detrimental to a dancer's psyche because,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, they're expecting to be like somebody else when they're not. You can never be that, that person, or you know, they get put off because that person's putting out so many cool videos and they're battling and they're winning so many competitions. So you're thinking, you know what? I can never do that. It's not gonna happen. That's that's where it gets like, oh, you, you're gonna have to put the computer away, you're gonna have to lock off <laughs> just,
0: yeah. just
1: go back into your studio, go back to the street, go back into your bedroom, and just remember why you like to dance again <laughs> and just you know yeah. try and yeah. detach yourself away from you know social social media madness and, and trending because uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know we don't want dancing to be a fad we want it to be a trend we want it to we want it to be a way of life so that you can you know live for your dancing you
0: know absolutely right and I wanted to touch on the subject, uh, something that I don't think for the people that know you, I don't really think they know that side of you, which you are quite good at from what I heard. I understand that you also get into the business side mm-hmm. of dancing, which is more to do with, tell me if I'm not saying it right, but getting sponsors and funding. Yes, is, is that, yes that is correct. Yeah. Okay. So can you, can you tell us exactly what do you do? Because um, there's not a lot of people I think that really touch yes. dance with business, which I think is, is very important really in terms of, you know, surviving yeah. and striving in your dance yeah, career.
1: Funding is vital uh, for a dancer's career, but it's also a, a difficult avenue because a lot of dancers do not know how to search and apply for funding. It was really funny because I didn't know anything about it to, uh, a friend of mine told me that they got funding to, to travel and to battle. And I was like, what the, our government gives us money to really,
0: I didn't remember uh, that. <laughs>
1: I was like, "What? this isn't, this is, this doesn't work. This is unprecedented. This is like you know, they have to be part of some big companies and big organizations. yada, yada, yada. There's not, but mm-hmm. I did my research and I dug around and I found out, you know, especially us in the UK, we're very lucky. There are quite a few funding bodies and funding organizations mm-hmm. out there. Those that fund artistic projects, those that fund just dancers, those that fund uh specific performers of an ethnic background, those that fund performing artists to travel. So you get travel fund by itself. And Mm -hmm. uh, it uh, it opened my eyes to a whole new avenue of ways to fund projects in my dancing. So a lot of, because, you know, as we, as we know, funding dancing is expensive and not a lot of dancers have money to to spend. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice to know that, there are funding bodies that can support us so that we can do what we want to do comfortably. Um, and yeah, I, I I managed to get pretty good at applying for funding and, uh, the funding that I did get, you know, I'd use accordingly to fund my dancing. So I'd use the, the funds that I was awarded to, to travel, to document, um, dance history to learn about certain dance styles that I couldn't learn in the UK I would, I would go to LA I'd go to New York I would go to Japan uh, through the funding awarded to oh, and wow. I'd use that knowledge build myself up and obviously come back to the UK and and spread it through my classes through setting up an event through battles through bringing uh, artists overseas into the UK so that they can hold workshops or hold workshops myself, um, as well as competing myself. So yeah, so I was, I was lucky, but then it became a skill. I became a skill and I started to use that skill to help other dancers find funding, you know? So as a, yeah. So as a, as a business on the side, you know, certain, performing artists would come to me, would ask, oh, you know, I'd really like to get funding to do so-and-so. Can you help me with an application? And, you know, I provide them with a consultation, you know, help them with the application process and, you know, help them win the funding that they're looking for. Uh, And, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, I've been pretty successful. I've got quite a high success rate with it. Um, And I've built.
0: What was the success rate? It's
1: like seven out of nine uh, have been awarded um, through me um, up to and including 8,000 pounds to help them do what they need to do. Um, Because, yeah, obviously it's, you know, the money is there, but people don't know They don't know. They don't know. That's That's, right. It's kind of sad that there is money through these funding bodies, especially within the government. The government also has a funding body that provides artists with money, with funding to help them on their way, whether it's development or whether it's to produce uh, a piece of artistic work. But a lot of us performing artists uh, don't know and, and don't have the ability to use that correctly. Um, so I just provide them with the uh, um, helping hands, uh, consultation, advice, so that they can get the funding to do what they want to do. Um, yeah, which is, which is important because some of these performing artists are amazing and are being held back just because of money, just because of, finances,
0: you because know? of money, yeah mm-hmm. So how does it work if, for example, I'm interested in getting funding. Do I need to find the, the funding bodies first and then come to you for advice or how, how would it work for anybody out there that say, you know what, I'm interested to go to Japan to get a funding, but I, I don't know how to go about it. But you know, uh, I, I would need bags of help. How, how does it work for the people out there that be interested? Literally, in just like
1: that. You just contact me via email and, um, We'll have a little discussion to see what it is you wish to accomplish. And we'll talk about seeing if it's feasible, if we can make it happen. And that's it. I just go about setting up the application process on behalf of, you know, the person asking. And uh, we just build from there.
0: And the person has to bring the the founding body that, or do you actually when the person come and speak to you, do you do the research for them for the uh, finding out what would be the right uh, company or organization? I, to I do
1: the research. So if somebody
0: wants to do,
1: somebody wants to go to, uh, let's say uh, Senegal, you know, because, you know, they want mm-hmm. to bring the street dance of their knowledge that they have to Senegal, or they want to learn, Uh, Senegalese traditional dancing or dancing from Africa diaspora and they want to train that and they want to bring that back to the UK I'd be like, okay, cool, great project let's talk, I'll do the research, let me find what governing body is ideal for this and then we can begin the application process, which is normally a question of like like an interview where I just ask them certain questions um, and ask for certain information from them, and then I can begin the uh, the process of uh, setting up the application for them.
0: Right. Okay. So for anybody out there that's looking for some extra money to to travel, to go to Japan, obviously it has to be related to your dance career. Then you know what you speak to, you know, contact back, and uh, yeah, it will help you out because I think the fact that you're saying that you find the body, the organization for them, that is a big deal that I think is a very, very big step because I personally don't know how to go about it to find, you know, first of all, where to go to find the, the funding bodies, And second of all is what do I need to do? So it's kind of a, a full service that yeah. you're actually providing. And I think it's amazing, you know, and a lot. Of, I think more people should know about this. And that's the reason why we're doing this podcast for people to actually know that there's other ways, there's other resources that they can use to be able to live off their passion and this is this is one way obviously it's not something that they can have all the time but this is can give them a good boost towards their career yeah
1: no it's it's for sure i mean i'm sure there are other people who, who do the same um as well but i'm definitely putting myself out there purely because i have experience in it i've done it i've done it for myself about four times and i've set up a good rapport with certain governing bodies, you know, I even know the skills. I know how to write certain reports and and uh, financial expenditure breakdowns, income breakdowns, etc., etc. That a lot of other dancers either just wouldn't know because they haven't practiced, they don't have the skill, or will just find it a bit too tedious because. There is a lot of mm-hmm. writing. There's a lot of wording. There's a lot of, um, finance and number crunching that goes into it, which can be a bit, um, tiresome and, you know, dancers just, they just want to dance. They just want to dance. They want to train, they want to grow, but they don't want to have to go through the process of, you know, reams and reams of essay writing, you know, application process yeah. and drafts yeah. just to get, you know, a couple of thousand pounds to do what they want to do. But, It is necessary. It's very, very important to do this, to do these applications because there's a lot of money for artists out there and we're Uh, just not mm -hmm. using it enough. So please be out there and you're listening. If you want to use this, find it, get on it, you know, speak to Malcolm, speak to me and, Actually don't speak to me, speak <laughs> to you. Yes. <laughs> don't speak to me. I wouldn't be able you know? to help you. <laughs> <But, laughs> yeah, it's there. You know, <laughs> the, the services are there and you know, let's forward let's forward uh, these careers, you know, to
0: and they actually and they actually work because I, I've been to be honest with you, I've been in a situation when I was I was in front of a founding paper, and this company say, you know, there is £5,000 or £10,000 available for, you know, this project. If you have a project, you can, you know, apply now. And to be honest, I look at the paper and I said, no, definitely, that's not for me. <laughs> and even if I try to write it, I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to get it. So I always had that negative mindset of, first of all, I'm not going to be able to do it, and if I do it, I'm not going to get it. So what you offering is actually is actually really, really good because you're actually doing, if they have the, the, the funding organization already, or if they have something um, that they, I mean, they have they know a company that would give them funding then you can give them and do all the process for them, you know and they don't necessarily have to stress about anything so, okay. yeah yeah definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to get a lot of people calling you yourself, <laughs> I can see don't block don't my number now. <laughs> block my
1: number, man. Jeez.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's. I think that's. Yeah, that's really good. Thank. Thank you for, very much for that. You know, opening eyes of people. You know, that wanna find other ways to finance themselves as dancers. Uh, I think a lot of people will find that useful, and they also have a way to do it, to apply for it, and to be successful. As the success rate is over seventy uh, percent. You know, so. Definitely, definitely good. So what we're going to do is where can people find you if they want to apply for funding and stuff like that? We're going to have a link of all your social medias like Facebook and Instagram. But where can people find you if you have a website, if you have you know, somewhere that people can contact yeah, you mean,
1: directly? My website, which is www.bagzeeofficial.com or you can just email me at bagzeeofficial at gmail.com. And, uh, you can contact me there. I'm pretty, I'm pretty responsive. I literally live on my phone when it comes to work. Because, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cause as a dancer, uh, you, you probably understand as well is that you're literally an entrepreneur. You literally are your own publicist, your own marketer, your own, your own dance creator, director, bookkeeper. You do all of this to by by yourself, yourself because yeah. that's. You you are the business. You know you are the product. You are exactly. you know putting yourself out there to make work. So you have to do all of this unless you're lucky and you have a PA who can do all this for you. But the majority of us don't have the the luxury of having a personal assistant.
0: So we have to do all of this ourselves. So yeah, man. I'm on my phone. So hit me up. All right. Thank you very much for that. For all the valuable information. And uh, yes, I hope I will see you soon. Yeah, man. Yeah.